Welcome to the Whole Point Podcast, all about guest conversations and our personal thoughts about big ideas that will elevate your life and change your mind. We're talking about how to bring them into your business, your family, and your real life, and what that looks like day to day on any random Tuesday. I'm Christy Bartelt, a quirky, wise mentor helping women confidently love themselves and change their lives and their minds. I'm Serena Talbot, and I'm passionate about helping people heal and accomplish their goals, bringing spirituality and intuition into the process so that people can move forward with the life they are created to live. Thanks for joining us. All right. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is a special pandemic episode, uh, which sounds so crazy to say, but we wanted to take a timeout basically and just um, get check into the state of affairs for Serena and I. And we thought it would be, we know it will be helpful for other people to hear where we're at because we know that when we hear where other people are, we find comfort and we can say, oh yeah, me too, or I'm different than that. And it just gives us like a touchstone. So welcome to the show. We'll start off with this. The other day, I'm, I'm a notorious Instagram tagger. I love to tag people and things. And so I was reading some human design content that was resonated for manifesting generators, which I know is what you are. So I tagged you in it. And why don't you share what happened after I tag after the tag, the infamous tag happened? Well, it's really, it's really like before. And yeah, after. build us the story. I'm, I don't know if it's Enneagram 2 as well, but I'm, and I love reading about politics. Like that's all the time. This, it is not a very helpful thing to do right now. For a while, I, I wasn't reading about the news or thinking about the news because I knew, okay, it's going to scare me. And I just had a lot of peace and I was like, it's all good. But then I started to get this feeling. I wouldn't have called it an urge, but when I read the Instagram post you sent me, that's what it was. I had this, like, it was a feeling of overwhelm in my body and an urge really to pray. I don't even know how to explain it. I didn't know it was to pray either. I just had this overwhelm, overwhelming feeling that something is coming and that I need to be, the, the word was, the word that I have is like prepare. I had the urge to prepare, but I had no words for that for like four days. I just felt like heavy. I felt a burden and I felt like, okay, I need to be aware of what's coming. What happened was I didn't sit with that and I didn't like ask some questions and I didn't try to understand it. I tried to rationalize it. And I tried to go, okay, I have this really heavy feeling right now that I need to justify that. I need to figure that out. I need to find other people who have that feeling. And so I started, instead of sitting with it and really not understanding what it was, trying to find an outside validation of it. So I started looking at World of Meter and John Hopkins and the news and the presidential briefs. And I just got really, really, really scared. So I thought, okay, I need to absorb as much information as I can to guess what's coming and listen to everybody's predictions about what's coming. And as I did that, the predictions are changing every single day. And some predictions are no big deal. Some predictions are literally the end of the world and everything in between. And I just was anxious and glued to my phone four kids at home. I wasn't paying enough, you know, the right amount of attention to them. So that started Sunday. 
and I was functioning. Like I didn't shut down, but I was absorbing way more than I was processing. I couldn't keep up with it and I couldn't process it, but I thought, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be preparing and preparing to help and preparing to be there for people and all this stuff. Wednesday night, Christy sent me this Instagram post and it said, if you can understand an urge, then it's not an urge or something like that. If you can figure it out. And I read the description and it said, manifesting generators will occasionally get these urges from within. Most of the time we're supposed to respond, but we do get an urge to do something and it's powerful and it doesn't make any sense. And if it made sense, it wouldn't be an urge. And we spend way too much time talking ourselves out of it. If we knew that it was from God, we would take it seriously. And so that whole time I was absorbing all that information, I was looking to other people to validate it, to be like, oh, we're preparing too. But I didn't. I got people that were either like, we're all going to die or chill the heck out. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody was getting prepared. And I started to feel like I was losing my mind. And so when I got that Instagram, I just started crying immediately because I was like, oh, this is just something I actually don't know what it is. It doesn't make sense. It's just this heaviness and this burden. And as, as you know, in the Instagram post, it said, if you knew it was from God and not just your own craziness, you would take it seriously and you would honor it. And it was like in that moment, oh, I can honor this. I'm not preparing for the end of the world. I need to prepare myself It was like this huge download of what that meant was like, oh, that's just my thing. I don't need to find the other preparers. And I'm not talking like doomsday preppers. (laughs) I'm saying people who feel like when this happens, we're going to be there to help. And I thought, oh, I need to find a group of people. I actually called a lady like to get together. (laughs) Like, actually, she's a super big nerd and she's charting the John Hopkins data. So I that zoom, had a Zoom with her, <laughs> right? I had a Zoom with her and I'm like, so what's your take, you know? And she's like, I stopped looking. It's crazy. And the more I was talking, the more it was just anxiety. And so I was trying to rationalize it. That's what the post said too. You're trying to rationalize it. You're trying to make it make sense. You're trying to find other people. And it just doesn't make sense. So I, so I read the Instagram post, started crying said, thank you, Christy. And it was like, I just got this download of it's to prepare myself. And I think maybe there are a lot of people getting that. And then I knew I was supposed to pray and like meditate, really have this even deeper healing. And I think a lot of people are feeling like led to have it a deeper, like whatever emotional work, mental health work you've been doing on yourself. Like right now, I think a lot of people are feeling like, okay, We need to do it even more. And being alone with our families is showing us all the things. (laughs) Alone with our families. It's so not alone, isn't it? (laughs) Being with our families and like processing this, it's triggering lack and fear. You know, all these things were being called a deeper healing. So I went upstairs and I made a little space in the closet so that I could do that just immediately. Like I knew what I was supposed to do. But I'm because you had to find a place to be alone. It sounds like I have to find a place to be alone. (laughs) There's six people in my house, so I'm in the closet. But 
I'm curious. I'm so curious as, as, as I say this, if there's anybody else feeling the same way, because I want to help. And I had even more clarity when I was talking about this with a friend and I, I've been getting different downloads and I've been, and I've been trying to justify them and trying to find other people who are feeling the same way. And maybe some listeners are, but this is really my own journey in feeling that I need to be healing and praying and making sure that my mental capacity and my mental health is good so that I can take care of, first of all, my immediate family, my four kids, and then at some point be available for other people. Oh, I thought you were going to say at some point, Trav. <laughs> oh, Travis. <laughs> He's no, fine. he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> you know, what's funny about this Serena is so, um, I'm a really internal person just as a, a human, you know, my, my thoughts go in, I'm just in my, in my process all the time, like connecting dots. And that's, I find a lot of joy in that. So this is kind of like, Oh, cool. We're all going inward. Sweet. Welcome to my world, everybody. But I decided, Hey, it's a really good time to just be listening to Eckhart Tolle's the power of now. Because what better time to be present in the now than currently as we're all alone, as you said, in our houses with our families. As I go out and I don't have a closet, I actually, when I need to be alone, I walk. I go outside and I walk. So I'm Mm -hmm. listening, listening. And this is such a good reflection of this. And as far as a perspective, when you have that knowing in your body, your mind is like, let's make sense of it. And that's when the mind is like pulling from the future. What could it possibly be pulling from the past to try to find looking for a match outside? Like who else is feeling this way? Right. The mind is trying to make sense of it. Um, And I had no idea that Instagram posts would resonate to the level with which it did. I just read it and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I wonder if Serena would find this this angle on human, her human design important. Clearly it was a nudge to just do the things. Apparently I'm just always nudged to connect people on Instagram with stories, but it's a really good perspective. I think for everybody to shift back and be like, how much am I in my mind? Is my mind trying to make sense of something that doesn't need sense made of it? And really, I think what we're doing is we're shifting into, we have already shifted first of all, and we're going to continue shifting into a space where there are no rules. It hasn't been done before. And our minds so badly want rules. A blueprint. My, yeah. my mind wanted rules, but also my mind wants understanding. So I get this heaviness and I get this idea that I need to be preparing. And instead of sitting, like I said, instead of sitting with that in my body and in my, with my intuition, my mind was like, oh, I know something we need to prepare for. I got you covered. <laughs> start scrolling, you know, and it instantly assumed and jumped to that conclusion. And that's why we wanted to talk to this, to you about this today. Cause I'm, I mean, it's kind of a, maybe it's a weird story or a crazy it's story. Perfect. Or whatever, it's a perfect story. It's the idea that as we move into these uncharted territory, as far as on the other side of this, right. And through this, what's best for your family what's best for your clients, what's best for your business, what's best for your soul, that's number one, doesn't have to look like anybody else. It doesn't have to make sense. 
and you don't have to justify it. I didn't expect to tell everyone that I was going to be in my closet praying, but that was, that's my directive. There's two words for, I'm filtering this through Christianity because that's what I do. I mean, that's my history. There's two words for getting downloads. You can say from God or your, or your intuition or whatever. So there's, there's logos, which is words for everybody. Like God is love, all is well, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, like those things. And then there's rhema and rhema is specific words. Like in the story, you know, in the Bible, for example, God told, Jesus told Peter to come walk on the water. So if we use that as logos, we'd all be able to go walk on water, but it's not, it's a rhema. It's a specific word for that person. And so this is what I love about the work that we do with the intuition, because the intuition is the specific word for you. So there are general words for everyone. You know, we should all be meditating. We should all be praying. We should all be connecting to source. We should all be in the present moment. But when we go inward, we're going to be getting specific rhema words, specific words that are maybe only for us maybe for a small group of people, maybe we'll find lots of people getting the same individual words, but that's faith to trust that and to move forward with it, to trust that you are getting downloads that are specific for you and to not, when your mind gets involved, I just brought buckets of fear that didn't need to be there. They were never supposed to be there. That was supposed to be a word of comfort, of time for healing, of time, you know, preparing my heart, preparing my mind, preparing my soul. Preparing like your closet. <laughs> preparing my closet. All good things, but my mind took it to straight up anxiety. Yeah. Because I didn't understand it because it's a specific word for me that you didn't get. And nobody around me I was talking to, I was kind of searching for validation, other people that were getting the same feeling. Um, and I'm sure globally there's a whole ton of people, but not in my little circle, you know? And so I wanted to talk about that as we move forward, as we are people who are listening to our intuition, as we're people who are healing, it doesn't have to make sense. And a couple other things that I've gotten, and then Christy, I would love to hear what you've gotten. We can just compare notes about our different experiences is I had got a very strong feeling. I just need to be home with my kids right now and not focus on, I, I don't need to show up as much as some people are suggesting, you know, that you show up more online. I'm just listening and being led with how much I show up, but that my priority is just sitting home with my kids and not feeling guilty about that, not feeling like I'm not helping, you know, cause I want to be a helper and enjoying it. And the other thing that I got, and we'll, maybe we'll just talk about that later, is about school. <laughs> like this whole school thing. The mind wants to find answers outside. And it's such an amazing lesson because most of the time, before three weeks ago, before 2020 and all this pandemic, you could find answers outside. You could find something else to follow outside of yourself. And it's like that's being stripped away where you have to go inward. So it's actually an amazing thing 
We just have to do it. And we, we have to find those answers within. Otherwise, we're, we're just going to be anxious. And to honor the answers we're finding and honor that it's going to look different than other people and you're still doing it, you're still hearing it perfectly. So it's so, it's, it's very interesting to talk to somebody, you know, at the level that you and I talk, Serena, and, you know, we don't always just talk about this stuff. Like we got on a, a Zoom call with some friends the other day and we, in a joking way, shared conspiracy theories because it's always funny to figure out those kind of things or to talk about what's out there. But it's interesting and I hope everybody is finding a way to connect in this time because I think we had to go isolate in order to connect. I'm seeing more people connecting with their friends or their acquaintances now via Zoom than they were doing previous when they were just going about their lives. So so the invitation for me, I mean, as far as like a counterpoint to what's happening for you and this knowledge that you're getting downloads and you're getting these body sensorial feelings is for me, it's like, like I said, oh, okay, now I like to be inward. I like to be alone and I like to have my space. That's just who I am as a person. So now my office every day has three new coworkers who office with me. My husband's working from home and my kids, of course, are home. And so for me, it's been more of an invitation of how can you be at peace together? Mm -hmm. Like Christy, you're invited to understand that you're just as safe and it's all just as available to you with people in your house. Because I know that for me growing up, retreat was a way to feel safe and not have external influences that were harming me, like, you know, energetically be a part of me. So this to me, my, my invitation, or if you want to say downloads or guidance that I'm getting is like, how are you in every moment that you're connected to people still able to pursue the things you like to do as well as be present and feel safe? You don't have to do your things separate from everybody else. So yours, it's so funny because your preparation involved you separating yourself from people. Like I need the space in my closet. I need to like prepare mm -hmm. myself. Whereas mine is like, girl, just grab them by the neck and just be with them and, you know, have your thing. So, you know, I get that download for me is just like, okay, we all can, we all can actually be safe and love each other together, which is such a funny thing in a pandemic. Think about that. Everybody had to go away in order for me to be like, being with people is a safe thing to do. Let's try to do it because I needed to be with safe people to show my body that, to show my, yeah you know, my internal awareness, but you know, what, one thing that you're talking about that I also experience is our mind is trying to get us away from the feelings in our body. So for me, I start noticing the more I want to separate, that's my mind trying to pull me out of what I'm supposed to be learning. If I'm yeah. trying to spend too much time alone, it's my mind going, you've got to go find that space in order to have your thoughts. Whereas now I'm like, no, no, no. The actual guidance is like, sit here together and find your thoughts. Your thoughts can exist with these other people around you and your, your knowledge can exist. You don't have to be silent to do that. So, but the mind wants to run me away from that because that's not my safe spot. That's not what it knows. The mind's like away, 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 because then you'll have space to think. And I'm like, no, actually, I can think with like an eight-year-old on one side and a 10-year-old on the other. Like, that's okay. Yes. Yeah. Like when we had 
um, Oni Berry talking about meditation when you're doing laundry, you know, and have your kids with you interrupting you and all that kind of stuff. It's fascinating to me. Like it never, we hang out, right? And we talk regularly, but it never ceases to amaze me the opposite direction that we get. But I love being around people, getting validated, like bouncing ideas off verbally, processing out loud. But the scary thing for me is to have an idea all by myself and trust it without other people saying, oh yeah, good job. You got it. I feel the same way, you know, Mm. to just trust that I'm getting this leading in this direction all by myself. And my inner knowing just said, but Christy, you're so scared that someone will tell you you're wrong. Like, you know, when you're alone, like when uh, I'm alone, I am so deeply connected to the knowing at that point that it's the right thing for me. It's the idea that somebody else will then say, are you sure? Right. And so the valid, I love validation words of affirmation as my love language. But when you say that, I'm like, it literally is like polar opposites to think about. Fascinating. (laughs) And it's both right. This is right for me. And that's right for you. That's why I was, I thought it would be such a good conversation because I think what happens is, so I've said this for years and years that somebody gets a rhema, they get a word for them. And then they write a book and say, Hey, this is the logos for everybody. This is the word for everybody. And it isn't. And so we try to mold ourselves into somebody else's. And it, it was absolutely right for them. So they stand in this place of like ultimate faith saying, this is the word for everybody. And it wasn't. It was their word. And that's why I just absolutely love. And, and I'll just talk more Christian Bible stuff because I know that too. But like even the way... Jesus did miracles like he did them all differently because I think he knew like he spit in one guy's eye and he healed some guy miles away just with his word and you know different times in the Bible somebody had to there was a pool of Bethesda people would go in there and dunk and get healed then Jesus said you know just get up and walk like they were all different because I think he knew obviously that we wanted formulas but if you have a formula you forget the rhema. You forget listening to your specific directions because you can just have, you can just do something external instead of sitting in the present moment, which is always the invitation. And we don't have the, we don't have the formula right now. And it's an actual really good thing. I love, okay, so let's take that. Here's what my mind picks up from that when you say that is like, we have to, so if seeing is believing and this is how the mind works, right? I see it, so I believe it can happen. So by giving examples of different ways of, you know, healing, let's take the Bible example so that other minds can believe it. So, okay, oh yeah, this would work and this would work. So this particular person that that resonates with is gonna carry that forward and learn how to do that. Like take it as a roadmap, if you will. And this is the importance of understanding that there's going to be a time and place where you're going to be called to seek out a formula. Like mm-hmm. sometimes we read, but like there's, you know, it's interesting because there's a, and I won't name name because it's irrelevant, but there's somebody that I follow who for years was like giving different formula and like, oh, try this. And then here's this thing. And here's another book to read. I love that because I'm, 
I'm literally as a, a human on this planet supposed to connect people with information. So finding different bits of information is, it brings joy to me. Like, mm -hmm. oh, let's learn this and learn this. And then I take a bit here and there. And so then this person switched and now is like, no, I don't give out information anymore. I just, you know, I, I'm just living my life and then whatever comes from that, but I don't want to tell anybody exactly how I'm doing it because it's too formulaic. And I'm like, but wait, we need both. Like it's yeah. okay. It's the, the caveat is it's a nuance people. It's yes. not a, a directive. Well, what it's, it's when I think I'm just thinking of the word expander. So me being in touch and doing the things I'm called to do and all of it is we we're always absorbing different people's information into us. Like sometimes I feel like nothing I say is original. I'm just spitting out words from the hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of books that I've read, you know, <laughs> but like it's when we live our truth and the thing that we're being called to do, we invite people and they're going to be like, Oh, that thing you're doing, I'm adopting that into my life, not that other thing. And then we're all, being asked to be like collectively right an organism doing different parts like the eyes and the hands and the nose and all of that kind of stuff when we all do that it's amazing and like you're saying a formula we all absorb formulas into that but it's when we are using a formula outside of our design or outside of what we're being called to do that we get into trouble or instead it's self-trust, right? If you don't have yeah. self-trust, this is where you can go astray. If you yeah. have self-trust, then you know, oh, that's not for me. This is for me. Nope, I'll let that go. No, I'm going to keep that. Because self-trust is self-direction. It's being in touch with that inner knowing that you can trust that you will act on the right things. And that's a muscle. It's something that if you've lost self-trust, yes. it's not gone forever. It's not stripped out of you. It's just a muscle that needs to be activated and utilized. And I think that's actually, all of this goes back to self-trust, right? At no point did you lose self-trust in this. You just realized, okay, I have this thing happening. And then once it, the knowing was there, your trust was like, yeah, that's it. There it is. There we got it, right? Yes, yes. And it just like disappeared. Once I figured out like, oh, this is just one more way I need to honor myself. One more way I need to sit with myself and listen and honor this thing instead of being like, I, I, re I got confusion in there. We also need to just allow that in the next few weeks and months, there might be a few days where we're just feeling, I just felt panic. Minute by minute, baby. You got to yes. take this stuff minute by minute. <laughs> like as we go through this, like nobody's an expert on this. We haven't done this before. Panic and confusion are going to be part of it. And it's always that knowing that I'm going to get the breadcrumbs always inviting back to being present, back to being present. Hey guys. We're so excited that you listen to the podcast and we want to reach even more people. We need your help. Can you review our podcast? Let us know what you love about the whole point. Tell us what takeaways you've experienced, what knowledge that you've really appreciated and what kind of guests that you love listening to. And in exchange, we're giving away an intuition session. We have recently started offering intuition sessions to anyone who's interested in having Christy and I both hold space while you ask the really big questions in your life and get 
the exact answers that you need to move your life forward in the direction you want to go or get those burning questions maybe that keep you up at night answered in a peaceful way that nobody else in the whole world knows except you and learning that self-trust that you have the answers and that you actually know how to tap into that. So what we'd like you to do is review the podcast. When you've done that, send us a direct message. Screenshot your review, send it to us, and you'll be entered to win a two-hour intuition session hosted by Christy and Serena, a $222 value just for helping us by reviewing and telling us what you love about the podcast. We can't wait to hear what you have to say. This is such a perfect transition, you know, following the breadcrumbs, self-trust to homeschooling for anybody who has been, (laughs) and even just like, let's even, you could shake, call it shaking up your routine, you know, in a whole different place, but we could, the two of us could, and and it deserves its own segment. So let's just do it. Homeschooling. Well, you've been doing it for years, Serena, with your older girls. So for you, it should be an easy transition. Was it easy? No, and it's so for every for every person thinking this is homeschooling, what we're doing now, and you guys don't start to for two weeks, correct? Right. So last week, so first week for us of like quarantine or self isolation or whatever we're supposed to call it, distancing was last week, and that was actually our district's spring break. So last week was kind of nothing not last week, the week before. So then this week that we, that just passed, yes. which will, when that podcast airs would be last week, um, <laughs> was our first week of like, we should have been back yeah. in school, but our teachers for the K through six were like, nope, we're not starting officially until April 6th. So it was more like, here's some things to like, um, get you by, <laughs> have your kids read I a book every really day. Smart. Yes. Yeah. It's doable Very actually. Smart. Like it's less, from what I'm hearing for people who are actually like quote unquote running school from home, if you will, with the help of their teachers out there who are amazing, by the way, trying to mm-hmm. pivot into this. Um, it's a little bit a lot. And I think you started that this week, right? Or last week. Yeah. Last week, Monday. Um, I don't, was it March 23rd? Um, and so when you are going to homeschool, so I've homeschooled my youngest through high school and she graduated this year. So, right. That's 12 years. Your oldest, your oldest. I I mean, my oldest, sorry, Mm -hmm. my oldest all the way through. Um, she had one year in public school and one year in a, um, private school. But other than that, we've been homeschooling. So I can say 10 years for sure. And my, all, all three of my older girls homeschool. Um, And my oldest actually graduated a little early and she was working and now she's laid off. So she just watches a lot of TV every day. But my (laughs) other two, they've been doing their lessons. But when a mom, when a person wants to homeschool, usually they plan out. Usually they pick a curriculum. Usually they ease into it. And even people, um, other moms that I've um, given suggestions or coached as they maybe take a kid out for bullying and they start midway through the year. So they just start with one subject or maybe two and ease into it, give them time to decompress. What we are doing is not that. <laughs> it is not healthy. And never have I ever homeschooled during a pandemic. <laughs> well, like, right. Who has? Like we have this insane thing going on. So anyway, we start school 
And I yelled at my kids more this week than I have in a long time. I'm only homeschooling one, my 11-year-old. She's in sixth grade. She has autism, so that's a little different than maybe some other moms. She's an ADHD and all these things. So I needed to be with her that entire time. So that might be similar to a mom with younger kids. But 8.30 to 2.30 all day. And thankfully, I didn't have a lot of clients. But when I did, she would not do her homework independently. She would go. They have Google chat room, which is great to talk to the teachers. But all the kids are like talking to each other in there. So super distracting. It's extremely stressful for, I can't imagine how stressful it is for the teachers, but like for the parents to get everything done. And I just have one kid and I just helped her do everything as much as I could. But I was, I was done at the end of the day. I was just like zoning out, like trying to unstress, you know, and it was so stressful. And by the end of this week, I'm just looking at it going, this is insane. And I'm quitting. (laughs) I I quit. (laughs) I quit. We will not be participating. And so I had this video I posted on social media this morning. Like this is not kind. Every health, every mental health expert that you're ever going to hear is telling us what to do during this time of we're living through history. I sure hope they're saying watch Netflix because that's what we're doing here. They're saying deactivate your nervous system, calm down, chill out. And this trying to get public school online and have the children complete all of their assignments and the fear of getting graded or that you're not going to complete all of your assignments is activating It is so stressful. It would be stressful if we weren't going through a pandemic, but here we are. So for our mental health, we're done. We're going to do whatever we can, whatever feels appropriate for that day. It's going to depend on how many clients I see if I continue to see clients. And we're going to quote unquote fail if they continue to grade people. And, you know, what I said in the video is I don't care about math, social studies, or English, I want to pass the taking care of my child's heart and mind during this time. And that involves not doing the school (laughs) in the same way. Like, and I'm flabbergasted that we are putting this on ourselves. It's as if we haven't taken a step back and said, hmm, what is a wise thing to do in a global crisis? Our kids aren't watching the news, but we are. And our kids are very perceptive. They know something is going on, however much we tell them. You know, I have teenagers who are pretty aware and, and my 11-year-old, not so much. But they're processing, like even Laurel, she's like, am I going to die? Like, because they, this is where our kids are at. They, they want to make sure, like, I'm going to live through this, right, mom? So those are the conversations I need to have right now over, you know, read this article and write three sentences about it. Like that is just not a priority. And I think because I homeschooled and because I'm already a person that is okay with being outside of the system, I'm really okay with that. Like it doesn't bother me as much, but I just wanted to tell moms like mental health comes first and nothing else like we are not being graded and there is no one who's done this before and nobody gets to tell me 
what to do in my home and grade me unless they've homeschooled in a pandemic before. <laughs> Serena's not open for it. business on the comments. <laughs> I am not taking your advice unless you've homeschooled in a pandemic before. And it feels like what we've done is like if you went during 9-11, during yeah. Hurricane Katrina, right? We're not on the other side of this yet. We're not two weeks out. We are in the middle. So let's say, you know, the kids are displaced during Hurricane Katrina and they're homeless and they're terrorized. And we're like, here's your schoolwork. <laughs> and, it's, and it's also, it's not just the kids. We're stressing the moms. Like, I have one kid. And, and she's 11, so she is more independent. Like, she can read on her own. Like, I cannot imagine a mom yeah. with little kids. I mean, that was my friend that I was talking to. She's like, he was crying, and I was upset, and I was just – I took nap at the end because I was exhausted, and we just didn't finish. So you don't finish, and you feel like a failure. So what's the best thing we can do to – millions of Americans right now in the middle of a global crisis, let's make them feel like a failure because they didn't do Johnny's spelling work. Like that's the, funny the dumbest part thing is I've it, ever heard. It seems like the teachers are all understanding that. So it's like, um, it's always that, you know, your arm's not connected to your body thing. So it's like, okay, we have this idea of what needs to keep happening in order to check the boxes. So how can we try to present that online to check the boxes? Meanwhile, everybody's like, it's okay though, wink, wink, like we're all going to be, you know, but yet anytime as a human, you get like a list of seven things that need to be done. We all like to check things off because then we feel like we're making progress. We're doing the things we've been asked yeah. to do. And my and thought is don't give is. me the boxes. How about? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just don't give me the boxes. How about you give me the bare minimum? Like <laughs> I would like a gold level, like gold medal <laughs> standard. Like if you're not working from home, silver, bronze, and then yeah, like how about we do phone that? it in. Not working from home, one kid, special needs, two kids. Like that's the, <laughs> that's the levels we should have here. Mom stress level. How about ACE scores come into here? How about oh, financial yeah. security comes into here? Right? This isn't this is nutty. It's not kind. I feel well, like, per yeah, I have an interesting <laughs> like perspective. Like I have little kids and I get it. Like there's, you know, there's traditional school kids that are like juniors and seniors and they're in the preparatory phase of like going out and potentially going to college or whatever. So grades matter, things matter, and there's a different level. So I can't speak to that. And again, it's, my, my base rule in life is, am I activated? It's time to deactivate so that I could get yes. to a place where I can make a better choice. Yes. No and everybody has a different level. level. Well, they're going to be activated. My two, so my oldest graduated early, so she's done. Otherwise, she would continue. Yeah. My 14-year-old my, um, and my 16-year-old, they're still doing school. And I think this was the intention I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm kind of calling everybody crazy, but the intention would it was would con continue that normalcy and the comfort of the schedule of the doing school. And my older two have that. And I think all homeschoolers who were homeschooling before, they have that. The kids are still doing what they were doing before, and it provides structure and comfort. Yes, a schedule. And the schedule. And I think if if we could pare back a ton of like the list, like you're saying, and just say, okay, you got to read, you got to do a little bit in math and, you know, do maybe an art thing that you enjoy mm -hmm. and 
Or we could say mom. Listen here. It needs to be a list of Netflix shows. Like watch this one for math. Watch this one for social studies. Yeah, homeschool. And we've done like movies to watch for history. Like I, I just, I'm not opposed to that. Let's work with where we're at right now. Like kids need, (laughs) it's like, I don't know. And it'll be interesting because again, we don't have our quote unquote curriculum yet. Um, my older son's teacher is definitely, um, she's an overachiever just like as her personality, I believe. So this week she was like telling them they had to check their email every, you know, they're not quote unquote schooling until the eighth, the sixth or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you know, she had kind of little things for them to do. And if it remained at that level, it would be super manageable. And I I get that it's going to change. Yeah. So if we took this all and like put it in a little ball, I think the learning, like if we're looking at this from all sides, because teachers are doing the best they can, administrators are trying to administrate. That's it's, it's like everybody's operating in their zone and then we get to operate in our zone. So here we are with the lists. Literally, if you need to burn it down, burn the list down. Yeah. That's, I think because we deal with mental health and trauma and anxiety, like I, I wanted to speak to that. Totally. It's so important. If this is stressing you out to the max, if you're yelling at your kids, if they're crying, we need to take a step back and have some huge permissions to fail because I Listen, think that's I'm stressing fear. my kids out just with housework. Okay. So I don't know what it's going to look like after <laughs> April 6th. Like there were definitely tears this week from me, just like asking them to, um, quote unquote, pull a little more weight around here. Yes. So I just, we're all activated. Let's just all consider that we're all activated yes. even when we don't know we are and the kids 100%, 100%. are. And then just, again, it's like, it's just anytime you find yourself at that place, get curious as an invitation to strip something away. What isn't serving me and what would serve me better? So I don't know what this is going to look like. I mean, in two weeks, I'll probably be like, well, let's just, you know, it's interesting. I did see that there are lots of parents who are trying to pull their kids out of public school and enroll them in um, homeschool so that they can have a curriculum that's tried and tested because the way you do your curriculum is appropriate for a home-based education versus like trying to put real school, like public school online. It's just such a different thing. But of course they have to freeze all of that because it changes resources and there's just, you know, tax dollars involved X, Y, Z. But it's a good example of exactly why you would need to do that is because public school wasn't made to be done from home. It just is not designed that way. So they're trying to put the system, public school is made so resources can be best used. Now, right now we're misusing resources because we've got two adults, right, per kid. We've got the teacher plus the parent involved trying to execute on a system that doesn't work that way. So understand, it's crazy. And then burn the expectations down and go back to basics. At the end of all this, what do I want my kid to have done? For me, I want my kid to practice some math facts because they're important no matter what he goes on to in the future. I want him to keep reading. And then from there, I want him to feel loved and I want him to know how to do the dishes. Okay. This is is my homeschool. (laughs) Yeah. And and that was my concern is that we will will be too focused on getting the list done and we'll forget this little kid, this little heart that knows in the back of their mind, what we know in the back of our mind, that there's this bigger thing happening. That's very scary. 
-hmm. And what we need is the coping mechanisms. Those things are learning opportunities. How to deal with stress is an amazing thing to learn that we don't learn in school that they can take with them. And that's what they're supposed to learn right now. That's what they're supposed to learn. When stuff isn't normal, this is how you operate when stuff isn't normal. And take that and then you apply it to your business too. If you're in your business and you're like, how do I pivot? How do I stay relevant? You know, there's two sides to this. It's okay to still have a business in a pandemic and people still need services. So it's okay to sell. And then it's also okay to be like, I'm activated. So I need to maybe scale this in a different way. I need to look at this in a different way and understand in the same way you can't homeschool a kid if you're not at the heart of it. It's the same with your business. What in this moment is the heart of my business that needs attention? And then what can I delete? You know, and it's getting, it's going back to our intuition and it's getting that word for, for me and doing that thing and not, you know, keeping my eyes on my own page and not looking what everybody at what everybody else is doing. I really got this big feeling to like pause, step back, regroup. I mean, I have been putting things on social media, but not, it was a very like slow down Mm -hmm. message where I see other people. And I actually did an intuition session with a woman who's in the financial industry and her intuition said, call, call, call. Now, granted she, her kids are in college and she's home and she has that capacity and she's serving people and bringing them peace about their finances right now. And she had her best month ever. So it's, again, we need to listen to what we're being called to. And, and I got the message for myself that even though I love my clients and I want to serve everybody and I want to help all of them, I have four kids in my house. And at the end of this, they have one mom. My clients can find another therapist who maybe doesn't have kids or is available they can find one, but my kids cannot find another mom. And I got that very strongly in myself. Um, and maybe because the universe knows I would go help too much and I'd burn myself out. So I needed that message. And, and other people are prospering right now because they're serving mm-hmm. and there's no guilt. There's no shame in that because we we're all in our own lane and we and we need to honor that and listen to that self-trust go in yeah okay so to wrap up today's episode let's share something funny something that's really been kind of like a, a fun thing or a funny thing so my husband of course is home and he hasn't been going to his gym. He does CrossFit. And so he decided he was going to like, the, he's got the kids doing some workouts or they call them wads workouts of the day. And so he's like, okay, let's all do one as a family. Cool. Great. I'm out there with them. Now I'm more of like a yoga and stretch kind of gal. I'm, I like to call myself, um, a CrossFit alumni. I used to do CrossFit, but it was just a little too intense for my system. So anyway, we do this wad together and it was really fun, but it was that if it had just been two grownups doing it, like midway through, I'd have been like, that was plenty for me at the capacity, the level that I'm at, because we're, we're, we're in that place where I've exceeded my, my muscle ability, but my kids were watching and we were trying to encourage them to like push more or whatever. Couldn't walk for two days. Two days, I had to like <laughs> pull myself up the stairs by the stair, you know, the, the railing. Like I would hold on to it and like that, you know, 
all of your bathroom muscles that get you off and on the toilet. Those were are bathroom muscles. Broken. They were broken. <laughs> they were they were like, forgive us, ma'am, but we're out of here. And I couldn't walk for two days. So then today, you know, finally I recovered and I was like, well, clearly that was a thank you, God, for the lesson. So today Lucas says, okay, great. I'm going to go do a workout. Do you want to do it with me? And I was like, um, no, like there is zero part of me that I need to be able to walk tomorrow, like to walk to our bedroom without being carried by you. I mean, that as romantic as that sounds, it would be because my legs weren't functioning. <laughs> so we've established that I can do 50% of a workout that he designs and that's okay. So I'm just going to, I'm more of a cheerleader right now rather than like a lunger. How about you? What's going on in your life? How do you, how do the kids do? They do pretty good. I mean, it's interesting because I think that I was overriding their own internal um, knowledge because I'd be like, come on, you've got more in you like mid workout, right? Where my own intuition is like, (laughs) do less lunges. You can't walk tomorrow. You keep doing this. And I'm like, come on guys, like pick it up. And they're like doing half you know, and I'm judging them. My mind is like, oh, you got to really build this in them because if they don't learn to do it now, then they're going to give up. Like I'm picturing them as Olympians. I don't know, give up and they won't win the race. I'm not (laughs) sure they'll be silver, not gold. And so, you know, these poor little guys are following their intuition, doing what they can. And then mom over here is like trying to be a hero. Clearly not a good idea. (laughs) Learn that lesson. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. Leave us a review. Subscribe so more people can find us. And if you want more information about me or Christy, there's a link to both of our websites in the show notes. And we'll see you next time.